Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. and dragons. Alice, Hannibal, and Delonius. The three of you are kind of like in the dining room still, and uh, you can see out into the hallway from the dining room, uh, Verna standing beside, well, Verna standing beside uh, Fritz uh, with in the distance just out of the kind of the edge of the corner you can see there seems to be some uh like hooded figures outside that are heavily armed uh kind of milling about uh though you can't get a good very clear look at them from where you're at right now uh and verna has announced that uh she hopes the meal will be enjoyable even though this one might be the last that you guys have and fritz says oh are you that busy uh, Fritz, just maybe go back to the kitchen for a second there. And he goes, I can go start bringing the food out. And yeah, just hang out in the kitchen for, for the moment. We'll let you know when we're ready for the food. And Citrinefall says, oh, no, by all means, you're the host, and you should be left behind in the kitchen. I want to talk to you just as much as I'd like to talk to them, Fritz. And he says, I will hurry back with the food. And he smiles real big. He says, I've kept it warm. And she says, of course you have. And she walks in, holding her case that she was holding earlier. uh, And walks uh, into the kind of doorway uh, leading into the dining room. And she says, I do hope that we'll have a rather civil dinner. Uh, Sure. Let's have a seat. Of course. Let's see how this goes. Absolutely. And she smiles, and she parks herself at the uh, end of the table, the chair that's kind of closest to the the doorway into the dining room. And uh, uh, Fritz has closed the the front door and has gone off into the uh, kitchen. You hear him busying himself, and uh, it seems like he's hurrying to bring out food. Uh, Verna, I can't help but notice you look like you're packing light. Well, indeed. I, uh, wasn't able to find the item, but something tells me that won't be a problem for the three of you. Why? Why Why'd you say that? Oh, please. You don't need to play stupid. We're all above that, don't you think? Who's your buddy? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I, I drink a lot. I forget. Right. Mm, yes, of course, the drinking. Uh, she says, my buddies that are outside have been instructed to wait outside lest they hear a commotion. They're bodyguards. They know their place. Fair enough. So, uh, kind of surprised to see you here. Oh, is that right? Yeah, a little bit. And she smiles real big, and she says, Well, I had things that I needed to let you know, of course. And I'm sure that you have questions for me. Okay. You're not wrong. 
Yeah. Fritz uh, comes in with a, 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 a plate of food. Uh, looks like he had made like a, uh, like a, a uh, like a roast duck. And uh, she says, duck, one of my favorites. And he smiles. He says, I uh, thought that you might like it. Uh, it was something I was going to be making anyway, uh, but I thought this would work out. And he puts it down and starts carving it. All right. So, Verna, Miss Atreen Fall. <clears throat> she smiles. What, uh... Anything, anything in particular you want to talk to us about? Well, well I, why don't you start? Of course. That's very kind of you. No uh, problem. Well, you see, I almost wouldn't have noticed anything was amiss at all. Something didn't quite seem right as we pulled up on the, uh, the scene, if you will. I almost thought I saw something out the window of the carriage. Almost a flickering of motion. But surely there couldn't have been anything. And the gate was locked. I had nothing to worry about. But there was a few things amiss when I searched my home. Everything seemed Such. to be in its place. I... Except for a few things. Some rather important notes of mine had gone missing from a bookshelf. Could have, yeah. could have possibly been something that I misplaced. It's uh, not out of the ordinary, I guess. But uh, for that matter, uh, things didn't seem to be in perfect order throughout the rest of the, uh, the building. Things just didn't seem to add up. And so when I went into the attic to search for your item, not only did I not find anything like that, uh, but I also noticed there were a few other pieces missing. Oh, such things don't really matter. Uh, but regardless, I made sure to call upon my scouts, and they let me know that just very recently, soon as I arrived, a couple of people had hopped over the gate. You see, the bodyguards of mine I needed to find residence for. Nice quiet area, isn't it, around my home? You'll find that my neighbors don't go outside unless I bid them to. That's fair. Yeah. She smiles. And Fritz doesn't quite seem to know what's going on, but he notices that things are kind of tense. Uh, and he says, well, I'll go get the plate of potatoes. And she says, oh, do hurry back, Fritz. I'm quite hungry. And she starts cutting into a piece of duck on her plate. Ah. I'm gonna eat too. I'm hungry. We have we've been out all day, so I'm just gonna go ahead and start eating. Yes, quite busy. Now, what kind of questions do you have for me? So, just out of curiosity here. Uh, hold on, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna start with. Let's see. <laughs> There's so much. There's so much. You take a bite I, of I'll, duck. I'll, I'll start. Um. How should we call... Do you want to be called Verna at this point, or should we just call you Cascadia? Oh, you have figured that out. Good show. I knew I hired the best when I brought you three. I didn't quite think you'd be the best of the best and get to the bottom of this, but regardless, uh, congratulations are in order. Yes, my so name is Cascadia Citrinefall. Why'd you hire us? Well, for the very simple aspect that I had hoped that everything would go according to plan. And unfortunately, for within days of you arriving, things did not go as planned. Yeah, we're betting that you put that circlet right on X319, didn't you? Oh, indeed. The moment that the, the man known as Zoff Reverus appeared before me and said that he wanted access to the government building because a an associate of his an old friend uh had a big job to do and it used to be his lab and apparently that was it was no good well that was just far too intriguing to pass up after i arrived in the city soft reverus and the rest of his little band i had no 
no interest in all of them and their shenanigans. Uh, however, this was very interesting. A member of the Bloodbane family working on some project. Oh, that was just too good to pass up. And so, yes, I made sure that the building would get cleared out. And then I would have access to figure out exactly what they were up to. And she kind of smir smirks. And she says, yes, well, things didn't go entirely as planned. Sure, I found the circlet of domination in the armory of the Citrine Fall estate up on the second floor. What a wonderful item to have. Placed it right upon the crown of that beast. And it was going to kill every single member of the council that stood in my way. And then the three of you knocked the circlet off its head. Well, it was kind of... Yeah, we did. It was a much better shot than we really deserved, to be honest with you. Um, we were we really were not that good. Um, hmm. But let me get... What do you need the... What do you need the council for? You seem to be pretty strong. You found a circle of domination. You had a thing with the, you know, figuring out what to do with it. What do you what do you need the council for? Contrary to your opinions on me and my level of confidence as I have sauntered into your uh, wonderful, wonderful dining room. And Fritz comes in with the potatoes as he hears a wonderful, wonderful dining room. He goes, oh, thank you. It is a, a very nice dining room, isn't it? And she goes... Yes, it is, Fritz. Thank you. She says, take a seat and, you know, enjoy the meal with us. And he says, well, there's a few other things to, to get. Uh, a bottle of blueberry wine, for example. We're down to the last one. And she goes, the last one. Well, then I believe I will have some. And he goes, it's good wine. He goes, we, oui, it is some of the best around. I will be back. And Fritz darts off to go get some wine and maybe a few other sides, and she continues. And she says, yes, despite my level of confidence, I assure you, I am not some all-powerful god. The... Didn't you... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. She continues, and she says, I had hoped to gain control of the city to further my own agenda. If I had become governor, things would be going according to plan, but... Ah, uh, that plan is unfortunately sunk at this point. Well, potentially. And she kind of smiles. What exactly is your plan? Ever since I was involved with the strange happenings of the city of Narquelian, I've been hearing whispers. Whispers rattling around in my brain letting me know that my destiny, my fate, was something that went beyond the destiny granted by the gods. That I could have something so much more than owning and operating a, an established inn. What is that? Running a business, pretending that you're just another member of society. Such things are beneath me. I deserve better. And so I decided I would take that for myself. And so in my comatose state of listening to these whispers and these promises, I realized that that power could be mine. And my sister had everything I needed. Just sitting there, running her little games, operating her city, Little did she know that she was just a step away from true power. And so I decided to take her place. By any means necessary. I'd like to think that the three of you could understand that to some degree. Being destined for greater things. I don't know about that. Um, you know. I just kind of wandered around and killed demons. That's sort of my thing before all this. Um, I'd so also say something could be said about family. Hmm. And she smiles and she says, yes, well, 
things didn't go as planned. I had the grand dream of turning this city into a gateway for Shafilfgish. But such things do not matter anymore. Well, they might not. And she smiles again as Fritz opens up and you hear the popping of the cork and he says, who wants blueberry wine? And she holds up her empty wine glass and says, oh, me first, Fritz. And he goes around so the room plan, and pours wine. So your plan involved hooking up with the Lord of Madness? Indeed. Indeed it was. Yeah, we heard about him. Uh, heard he found a host. Uh, we weren't entirely sure who it was at first. And then, you know, our buddy, uh, not necessarily our buddy, but we were tipped off to who potentially could that could have been. Kind of figured it was you. I see. Well, I, I brought you into this city because I thought that you would be, well, a brute squad. Goons. I didn't really have very high expectations for your detective skills, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I thought that the monster would appear in locations, and once I had enough of the councillor members out of my way, it would be as simple as having him fight you guys to the death, and good show, you did it, you, you solved the problems, you, you dealt with everything in the city that was going on, everything that I had brought upon this city myself. So you needed... If you were in control of the beast, and if your plan, like, had you not called us in, the circlet would have stayed on the thing. You would have just been able to call it back to you and make it disappear. Why bother calling us to kill this thing for you? Well, it needed to be a good show. I brought you into this city as the investigators that I hired out of my own pocket. This wasn't something that was dictated by the city. This was something about me going above and beyond. And then, of course, it was going to be you three dealing with the problem, and it would have essentially been me who brought that about. From a governor standpoint, from the way the Thanemore would have looked at it, it would have been me going above and beyond. Yeah, you would have taken out all the other council members? You're not entangled in any dealings with anyone else? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, there were going to be three counselors that would have survived. That was... Yeah, who's that? One of the deals I made with them. You don't think that they could be bringing in slaves and not have the city find out about it some way or another. I control the government. What exactly district. are you? Hmm? So, what so what does that have to do with uh, Murdoch Obsidian? Murdoch Obsidian was just a petty little man child. You're a, not wrong there. <laughs> a petulant, disgusting pig. But he was a bad, pig that could be used. The moment he came into the city, and the moment he tried to wheel and deal, that he, if he had power, could do all these wonderful things and grant me anything I wanted. He's a buffoon, but he's a buffoon that could be used. He had already made deals with Chimerazan, Payne, and Pendlegrass, and so he came barking to me. He wanted a little bit more of the city under his stranglehold. And what could be better than having the investigators that I brought into the city deal with demon summonings and a draconic monster? In one fell swoop, I would be able to demonize, no pun intended, the dragonborn, and I would also be able to rout out any other issues, and at that point it'd be a witch hunt. Anytime there was an issue, oh, wow, demon worshippers were involved. My goal was to operate a private police force. 
The threat of demons in the city would have been the perfect opportunity. It was all going to fall in place. But once again, the three of you stood in the way. Well, Fritz, so these potatoes are wonderful. And Fritz doesn't really know what's going on and can't make of the co like sense of the conversation. He goes, uh, oui, madame, I appreciate that. She's, well, thank you for the meal, of course. And she continues eating. So are we still getting paid or no? It's not. Well, um, potentially I'll be leaving the city here soon. And at that point, I suppose the Citrine Fall Estate is yours to do what you wish with. Uh, I suppose the parents would probably want, uh, you know, access to the family's uh, treasures. But, uh, well, you know, if you get to it first, I couldn't do anything about that, nor could they. So you're leaving? I'm confused. Well, I might be. It depends on if you can thwart my plan. Oh. So if we don't thwart your plan, what happens? You stick around? You take well, over as the mayor? Is that the plan? Well, yes. If uh, you're able to... Uh, if you're not able to thwart my plan, then there'll be no evidence of what I've done. And the three of you will be dead. Oh, I see. So you're going to kill us. Oh, so it's not one of those things where you've been, so we can't no. stick around. No, 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 no. Oh, I gotcha. Hannibal. I wasn't following. Hannibal, I'm not going to kill you. I, but the last person who knows who I am might potentially. Yeah, is that your little monster that you unleashed on the city? Oh, no, I made sure I was disguised for that the whole time. I couldn't trust that it wouldn't try to rebel against me at some point. I, no, I, the issue that I've been taking care of uh, over the past few weeks. Are you saying Norbert's going to kill us? Well, that is the plan. Norbert sold me these shoes. They're sweet. Have you seen them? Oh, hi. Yes, they look like they have cheetah prints. They they do. Uh, Chate. Um, oh, yes, his speech impediment. So adorable. It's great. Uh, how is Norbert going to kill us exactly? Hmm. Well, uh, once I realized that the three of you had been involved and likely knew all my secrets, uh, I bid one of my guards to go deliver something to Norbert. Oh, shit. Was it something black and triangular? Oh, you are a good detective, Hannibal. A shard of the Black Pyramid is currently being delivered to Norbert Tinkledick, who is the last person who knows who I am. Right. right. You see, my sister and I were not quite identical twins. Uh, most of the people in the city don't really realize it, but the people from Narquellian seem to have a good idea. Uh, the, the one named Roscoe, he was the first one. He had come a-knocking and started to realize that I was not actually Verna. He kept requesting meetings, and he seemed to know a little too much. So I told him I would visit him at his own place, the Red Gorgon Saloon. And then from there, of course, I had to deal with uh, the one known as Odaskal. Uh, you know, I basically just had to clean up the, the mess that was uh, the former life of Cascadius at Treatfall. So what? Cassius has never been able to figure out that she's been interacting, not with Verna? Or were you going to kill her that nut at the party? Oh, my, no. I've basically just been avoiding her and most everyone else that I, well, I knew in the city. I didn't necessarily have any kind of falling out with Cassius. It was more of the fact that I just stopped talking to her. I can understand that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so you were just going to cut ties and hope she didn't notice? Well... The plan wasn't exactly perfect, but here's the thing. Uh, I would have expected that around this time, a horrible draconic monster would have eaten her. Yeah, that's fair. No, I got you there. Yeah, our bad. 
Um, so what about um, yeah. So when you killed Kefuddle, and now Freedom Peak is in charge, and Everwinter's in front of the school, are they working for you too? Oh my no, I uh, Kibo. Freedom Peak is uh, a no-name upstart. He wanted to play the, the at the big big time, and so wonderful. He became the new head of his uh, district, but he has no idea what he's dealing with. I might have ended up having to kill him too, but the thing was, is the very first meeting he was at, he fumbled his words, he stuttered, he doesn't know how to run a sector of a city. He's an overglorified principal who got too big for his britches. Perfect person to be sitting there in a position of power as I took control of the city. So, so what does this have to do with uh, Pyralis then in the armor? Yeah, Roll inside, everybody. Eighteen. Uh. 12. 14. There is a look of confusion on her face. She's so good at controlling her expressions, but when you say Pyralis, something not involved in her plan shakes her for a moment, and she looks at you kind of funny and says, no, I don't know who Pyralis is. And uh. I'm not entirely sure what this armor is about. Regardless, if there was a piece in the attic... You potentially have it, or maybe there wasn't one. How did you get it? You thought that you had it. How did you? How did it come into your, um, into your holding? I have no idea. Maybe my sister would have known. So it was there before you arrived. Oh yes, all the items in the attic were. I was able to sift through and find a few things uh, that, you know, would suit my needs. Uh, however, when it came to uh, this armor, uh, what's it called? The armor of... Endless, Endless Night. Night. Endless Night, yes. I'm not entirely sure what that is and how that fits into place. Uh, but it's nothing I'm very familiar with. Nothing I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're concerned about us, you should be... So much more concerned about that foiling your plan. Hmm. I give her a big stare down. She kind of gives you a, uh, like a sideways glance. And she says, well, you seem to be telling the truth. Uh, and I appreciate your concern. We might be adversaries at this point, but there's no reason that we can't be civil at least. Oh, I'm civil, and I'll drink some of my wine. She so, raises her glass and like does a little cheers and takes a sip of the blueberry wine. She goes. So then let's go ahead. Uh, she goes. Oh, Fritz, this is wonderful. And Fritz kind of looks confused and says, "Um, well, it is a wine you had before, Verna." And she goes, "Oh, silly me, my memory escapes me." And she raises it up again and takes another sip. All right, so let's uh, let's cut to the chase here. What do you want from us? You you obviously came here. You wanted to chat. You wanted to have dinner. Then what? Well, it was mostly as a diversion. While the uh, shard is being run across. Delivered to Norbert. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, as far as that goes, I think the plan has worked out pretty well. I... Uh, I banked on the fact that you guys would want to confront me to some capacity, uh, considering, you know, everything that happened. Uh, and yes, uh, I, at the very least, will be silencing Norbert. Uh, so I could always leave the city and hope this other thing deals with you, but I think that's more trouble than it's worth. I'm sure that you'll go with bragging and telling everyone about this, so uh, I'll likely have to just leave the city and start a new plan elsewhere. Uh, but if you happen to want to run across town and deal with a horrible threat to the city, well, then maybe there's a chance that you'll bite the dust after all. <laughs> What's to stop us from killing you right now? 
time. Do you have the time to do it? I currently have bodyguards outside. Do you have the time to stop, deal with me, and then also save lives across the city? You don't look very armored to me. I'm fairly certain we could dispatch you specifically very quickly. And she smiles and she says, I said that I wasn't very threatening to the three of you. Not that I couldn't protect myself. Mm. The magic items in the attic. The huh, present that was delivered recently. Uh, present? Oh, sorry, the present? Uh, yes. Uh. Uh, well, you see, I, I answered the whispers. And that's when the bodyguards arrived. Oh, yeah? Well, indeed. Uh, a, uh, uh, a couple of strange gentlemen uh, who were involved in a organization that, well, used to be uh, a threat to me and now apparently belongs to me. This organization is... You're looking at the new leader of the Cult of the Dark Star. The leader of the Cult of the Dark Star? The head? Like the head honcho? Uh, that's right, indeed. Uh, because I answered these whispers, and because I'm able to use this gift they brought me, I now have a... Uh, well, I haven't experimented with it, but maybe I could be a threat to the three of you. I don't really know. All right, fair enough. Um... So, Alice, Theo, we seem to be wasting a little bit of time here. <laughs> Maybe we go uh, take care of Norbert? It's looking that way. I just have one more question. Absolutely, Alice. When hiring your detectives, why not bring in someone who's aware of your plan? At the time I was concocting it, there wasn't really anyone aware of my plan. It was something I was doing all on my own. It was only... Why not, why not fill someone in? You know. I don't know about the rest of these two. I was just here for a contract. <laughs> a good question. A very good question, Alice. I have a hard time trusting others, if you could believe that. And so... Uh, when the thought crossed my mind that I could fill people in on my plan, it just seemed like so much of a better plan to just keep everyone else in the dark. Right. Fair enough. And she smiles, and uh, she wipes her mouth uh, with uh, the napkin and sets the napkin on the plate, and she says... Fritz, my old friend, it seems like you're a little confused as to what's going on. And he says, Oui, madame, uh, it seems uh, like a very tense conversation. And she says, Fritz, I'm sorry that we scared you. We were only talking about a play that was recently put on in town. And Fritz goes... Oh, it sounds rather confusing of a play. Very elaborate. And she says, Oh, Fritz, the show was to die for. And maybe it was a little too elaborate. But regardless, it was my favorite show. And he says, Oui, madame, I'll start clearing the plates. And he starts picking up the empty plates and walking off with them. And she says, You see that? Sometimes you don't need to be violent. Sometimes all it takes is a few words and things go your way. All right. Well, in that case, enough talking. Uh, what do you think, guys? Should we go deal with our uh, podiatrist friend? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that's all there's left to do. Cascadia? You're going to get yours, you dirty little bitch. Believe you me. She smiles and she says, If all things go as planned, Thelonious, I will never see the three of you ever again. And it will be too soon. Congratulations on a job well done. And she says, I am a woman of my word. All of the equipment that you can find in the attic 
is all yours. Congratulations. You have foiled my plans. And she smiles, and she says, Fritz, I do thank you for the dinner. It was lovely. And you hear him shout from the kitchen as, like, dishes are being washed. And it seems like she's just going to make conversation for a moment. And she says, I'll be leaving in a few moments. Don't you worry. I'll be skulking around where Norbert is and making sure that you're dead. But if you survive, if you survive, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. This would be a pleasure if I didn't kind of hate the three of you right now. Well, you're going to make me have to get rid of Norbert, which I should be excited about, but the way you did it is damn dastardly, you bastard. And she smiles and she says, You know, if you had stopped in the middle of that street and just started to kill me, much like Prince Lion 50 years before, things probably would have been in your favor. But hindsight's twenty-twenty. Just like my hindsight in hiring you. Well, you do know that I'm stalling, right? Yes, you are aware. Oh, well, wonderful, yes. just making sure. And she smiles, and she it looks like she's willing to just continue talking with you guys. All right, let's go, guys. Let's, yeah. You guys are going outside? Yep. Sure. You guys, get outside. Roll me a d20, Hannibal, to let me know if something is about to happen. That's a 12. Maxwell has not arrived on the scene. It looks like he is delayed. You guys walk outside. Uh, if the three of you could, make perception checks as you start heading across town to the Moonlight Cloak. 26. Three. Uh, nine. With a three, you notice one figure in particular because he's kind of standing on the, the like right at the kind of the, uh, the street, right by the pathway. He's a huge lumbering orc. He has a cloak on. Kind of hard to see what he looks like especially, uh, but the, uh, the, the orc is really big. Uh, whereas the half-orcs are, you know, fairly good size. This is a full-blooded orc. He's huge. And as you uh, walk by, you just hear, <sighs> with a nine, uh, Hannibal, you notice that there is a uh, dwarf off to the side. Uh, he's more stout. Uh, the dwarf seems to have a, like a battle axe at his side. But what catches your attention is the fact that the battle axe seems to have like what looks like the design of an eye on it. But as you run by it, the eye kind of like twitches a bit. And you think that there is an eye in the axe. An eye in the axe? Uh-huh. That's new. Never seen anything like that before. And then, Alice, as you uh, are darting by, uh, standing further off to the side, further than aw uh, away from the others, you notice a more frail-looking form. It seems to be an elf of some kind. You think maybe a dark elf, and he seems to have, like, a, a strange mask kind of sitting atop his head, uh, but a hood over that. Excellent. So the three of you have hit the street. You have these weird hooded figures kind of standing around seemingly waiting on Citrine Fall. Do you guys want to rush towards the new residential district and the Moonlight Cloak? Uh, yeah, I think we should probably head that way. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys rush across town. Uh, go ahead and all three of you guys make athletics checks uh, for me. Uh, as you guys are just bolting, you know, to get there as fast as you can. Natural 20. 13. Natural 20 as well. <laughs> Hot damn. So uh, Alice falls behind a little bit, but Thelonious and uh, Hannibal, you guys are just like full speed, like just sprinting as fast <laughs> as you can. Uh, and with two natural 20s, shouldn't we be able to just pick Alice up and carry her with us? That's actually... Yeah, we can do that. 
So Alice starts falling behind. The two of you just sort of lift an arm on either side and are just like Usain bolting across the city. Just like grease lightning as fast as you can. Uh, Who needs cheetah shoes? <laughs> seriously. So normally it would take you guys maybe like 20 minutes, 45 minutes to get across town. You guys get there incredibly fast. Uh, and you guys arrive at the Moonlight Cloak to hear what sounds like a, uh, a, like a struggle. Sounds like a commotion going on on the second floor. Um, well, it sounds like a commotion up on the second floor, guys. All right. Yeah. Can let's... only guess what that's going to be. Yeah. Let's head up, I guess. So you let's guys... Go in. You guys rush up the stairs. There's nobody at the counter. Cleazandra's long gone. And you guys bolt up the, uh, the second floor and find that uh, sitting in the hallway is a half-orc. The half-orc is uh, uh, hunched over, and it looks like he's, like, unconscious or something. Um, all right. Do we hear anything else coming from down the hallway? Yeah, you hear uh, the commotion that you're hearing is coming from the last room down at the end of the hall, uh, near where the hunched-over half-orc is. Uh, I guess we'll head down toward the end of the hall. You get to the end of the hall, and uh, the half-orc looks up at the uh, three of you, holds his side, and he says, The job has been finished. Good to know. Okay. Uh, so he's in, he's in there, huh? In the door right there, in that room? <laughs> yep. Have fun right, dealing great. with that. You, you look hurt. You look. You look hurt. Are you okay? Uh, I don't think I'd worry about me. I think I'd worry Good. about you three. Right. Can I just stab him in the throat for fun and kill him? Or do you coup de gras and just stab into his throat, and I uh, he horfs up some blood and drops what was in his hand. You guys look down and see that it is a shard of the Black Pyramid worked into the sheave of, like, a handle. So it's like a handle with a sheave with a shard of the Black Pyramid. And you see that the... Uh, how, you're not sure how long it was originally. But from the handle, it looks like it could have been fairly big, and it's split maybe a few inches down. Uh, can we pick that up and stick it in the bag of holding by the handle? You sure can. Yeah, without touching it. Okay. All right, let's do that to get it out of the way. You drop that in, and you hear more rattling coming from the other side of the door. Norbert, is that you, buddy? I'm afraid that I don't think I could entertain guests right now. It'd probably be better if you, if you, if you left. Uh, how you feeling? I don't feel so good. Can I come in just to can I pop the door open just to kind of see how you are? I it's I, me. It's it's Hannibal. I don't I don't think it's a good idea. I I'm having strange thoughts, Hannibal. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door. You are throwing open the door. Are you peeking open? Are you you know, how are you doing it? I need to know. Fair enough. Uh, Norbert, I'm going to come in to see if I can help you, okay? I'm your friend here. Remember, you sold me the Chate the shoes. They're great. I used them. They're fantastic. L let me come in and help you now. I don't know if there's any help in me. I, I feel kind of funny. Let me come in and take a look. You cool with that? He doesn't respond, but the rattling continues. You hear what sounds like something getting knocked over. Maybe okay. a dresser or something, something heavy. I'm going to open the door, but not step into the room. I'm going to like grab the handle and fling it open. You, from the hallway, fling open the, the, the door so the three of you can see. And you see something that does not 
resemble the Norbert you knew. Norbert is horribly disfigured in about the most disgusting way you could possibly imagine. Norbert currently looks as if two feet have been placed together, like as if each foot is on top of the other. And as they kind of like open and close, you can see that it looks like he's the tongue. His upper body is sort of the center mass of this thing. And in his gut is a shard of the Black Pyramid just long and sticking out. Much bigger than the piece that you guys recovered from the asylum. And the thing is held up by long, fleshy tendrils that come down to even more feet. Well, um... Are the feet wearing shoes? Uh, they are not. They seem to be barefoot. Well, that's good. Shoes are scattered across the room. Yeah. And his transformation has knocked over stuff. And he's probably about 15 feet around. He's enormous. Okay. Um, so would there be a way for us to get the shard out of him? Make an arcana check. Can we all do it? Sure thing. Uh, eight. Uh, four. Eight. With a four and an eight, you guys aren't too sure. Shards of the Black Pyramid are real weird things. You're, you're not really sure how they work. Alice, you know that when someone has been corrupted by a shard of the Black Pyramid, there is no going back. In fact, you guys grabbing the shard to try to pull it out of him would thus corrupt you. They are immensely deadly. Touch is as all it takes to taint you. Uh, guys, I don't think there's any uh, fixing this. No. No, pretty much. Once uh, once it starts, that's uh, that's about it. Great. You know. Do well, I know? Oh yeah. Um, like at, as the transformation goes on, like is he getting? Does he necessarily get stronger? With an 18, you're not 100% sure. Uh, you think do think, though, that likely his power will grow more likely than it would stagnate. Uh, okay. And you think that power is involved in the size of the Shard of the Black Pyramid. This is a big one. This is a, a shard the size of, like, a short, bla uh, short sword's blade. It's awesome. huge. So if we were to break a piece of that shard off would it essentially be a smaller shard at that point and not give him as much power you haven't really experimented with uh, experimented enough with it to know for sure potentially but it's also something where like if you break it and you're near it will a splinter hit you yeah is it fair. easy to break you're not sure i uh, norbert looks at you guys with a real distant, faraway look. And he says, you know, my head's kind of foggy right now, but, but I got a feeling. And he takes a, like one of his like long spider-like legs with a foot at the end, humanoid foot sort of, takes a step closer to you guys. He says, I got a feeling that the people in this world don't feel like feet the way I do. But I can change that. And he takes another step closer. I can start making it so everyone feels the way I do. And everyone will start taking their, their footwear seriously. You know it ain't right the way people just ignore feet and pretend that, that they're just something that you can hide behind low-quality footwear. And he looks at you three 
And you guys see that he has a strange look on his face. Make an insight check. Twenty-five. Eight. Twenty-one. With an eight? You know, he's talking like Norbert talks. He's talking with the same voice. He's not that far gone. Uh, Thelonious and Alice. He's gone. Madness is setting in and rapidly just exploding. You think that he's going to go more and more insane as this goes. All right. I hate to say it, but I think we have to kill Norbert. Yeah, right. I'm ready to attack. Okay. Um, how big is this room? Is he filling up all of this room? The room is not that big. So, yeah, he fills up pretty much the whole room. And so is he stuck in this room? Stuck is a... a Strange word to use, uh, but if he didn't have the ability to squeeze through or force his way through the building, then yes. So he'll have to squeeze his way out. If he wants to get out, yes. Maybe we uh, go down to the main common area. Uh, Can we reach him and attack him through the doorway? I... He's in the kind of towards the center of the room. You'd have to get into the room a bit, like maybe five feet, in order to be able to reach him. Uh, How about we leave the place and I torch the house? How about we quick? Yeah. How about we quickly run outside and then I'll set the building on fire. The whole place. Yes. You know there ain't no footwear for fires. I don't think I like the way you're not. Give it enough attention to footwear. Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You guys kind of take a step back, and you notice that uh, from out of the flapping two giant feet, uh, two long fleshy tendrils that end in feet come together, and the, the nasty feet sort of grab a piece of the furniture that's broken on the ground, and you see that the two uh, feet, as they place the uh, the soles together, the wooden piece of furniture transforms into flesh, and toes start sprouting out of it. I don't think you're taking this seriously enough! Burn this mother! Burn this mother! Let's go! And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind the scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.